I'm not. I'm like, no, I know these people. They in jail. I know them. So I'm trying to help the people that I saw. He said, you can't do that. And Wilo was like, yep, you're right about that. You can't, like, people can't find out, like, this person who maybe wronged somebody's family is benefiting in prison and the victim gets nothing. Yeah. So we start restructuring a percentage. Oh, okay. With every shirt sale, this person's beneficiary, their kid gets a percentage, but we save this percentage to that victim's family. And we got to figure out the accounting and stuff like, I don't know that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm moving into a whole nother world. Every world has different rules. Yeah. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepless for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. My name is Donnie Wiggins. Take two. Take two. <laughs> and I am sitting here with uh, David Shands. How are you today, David? I am blessed. I'm excited. Um, excited about life. Excited about all the things that are going on. There's a lot of energy around uh, me and my company and the things that's going on, this podcast, there's a lot of energy going on, bunch of energy around my family. We got a baby coming. My family is in town. My, my father and mother-in-law are in town. They're helping out with the baby. Gives a little more time for me and Dre to go out and, um, yeah, just, it's, 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 it's a lot going on in a good season right now, mm-hmm. but I do know, and I don't know if this is negative thinking, but seasons don't last forever, right? They're not designed to. They're not designed to. Mm-mm. So even though everything is amazing right now, it's almost, and again, maybe this might be the wrong mindset. I'm always bracing myself for something. Mm, better be careful what you manifest. Am I manifesting? You could potentially be manifesting. Seasons don't stay the same forever, but you that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy each season. Mm. There can still be beauty in each season, even if there is a week of rain or lack of sunshine. You can still enjoy the season. You know how stuff be going too good? And you're like, "Mm, hmm, I wonder how long this is going to last. Or you just sit in the the wonderfulness and you just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Just enjoy it. Like, just enjoy it and attract more of it. Like, this might be your season where you're finally in your attraction zone and you're attracting all great things. And this season could be for the next three months. It could be for the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Let's but see what happens. yes, everything is going well. Uh, my my clients and students are doing great as, you know, in their podcast. Uh, my co-host is doing some amazing things in her world. This is good. What's your biggest entrepreneurial lesson of the week? The biggest entrepreneurial lesson of this week. It actually goes into what I was just going to like talk about before our mics was messing up and we had to start over. Um, like you said, being yourself, but being yourself is a process or becoming the best version of yourself mm-hmm. is a process. So for instance, if you are trying to make content, you got your notes, they're all written down. So you got three points and you got the points under the three points and you want to like speak and give someone a powerful message. But you don't want to use the paper, right? Because they're like, oh, well, you got a paper. Can't be that powerful. So you're taking this time to like put the paper down and try to say it and you're stuttering because you can't remember the third point or the second point under the first point. My message is to start with the paper. Just start reading it. Like, yo, 
This look, I ain't gonna remember this, but let me tell y'all what I wrote down for y'all today. And I'm gonna I'm gonna walk out my notes real quick, but you really need this. In our mind, we think someone cares. But people really just want the information. But eventually you'll be on the paper and you'll be like reading word for word. And a week after that of doing this consistently, you'll you'll just know the points, but you'll have to refer back to the points and eventually. You'll just know the points and eventually you'll start speaking, but nobody wants to be the person who's reading the motivational message that you have for somebody until they get better at it. So that's how you walk into becoming the best version of yourself. Yeah, and I think in in regard to that, that also has a lot to do. Staying in your lane has a lot to do with with that. Mm -hmm. So I am, I am, I love to go on stage. I, my memory sometimes doesn't support my messages, right? And especially if there are nuances through like... Especially. Through steps. Like if I have to give steps of something, like there's a seven-step process, you may see me on stage with my notebook just to kind of refer to it or with some type of device because I don't want to uh, forget something. And sometimes when you're on stage, maybe you're nervous and you just forget something organically. However... We're able to generally do what we do here and give the advice and and the conversations that we have here because we stay in our specific lane and our area of expertise. So we don't have to. But because we've demonstrated that we are an authority in a space, when we do pull out our phones to Google a word or do something, it doesn't look like, oh, they're not as powerful as we thought they were. If you are someone who is becoming and you're feeling like your content, like um, he was saying earlier before we started over, he feels like he knows his information, but he gets on social media and he just kind of freezes, has a little bit of anxiety and it doesn't translate that way. This is just going to be practice, 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 practice. And I think practice today is a lost art. Like we're learning things and we know the information and we feel so good about it. We feel so sure about it but we're not practicing. You know how to do it, but do you know how to teach it? Mm -hmm. Those are two totally different things. And when you're entering and crossing over into the content creation space, where it's highlighting your business, you are going from a doer to a teacher. You're educating. So that educational part is the part that we have to practice and be committed to it, not just getting the information, not just knowing how to do the information or apply the information, but now content creator, if you want other people to see you as an authority, part of learning to be more of yourself and evolving in that space is practicing until you can execute flawlessly. 100%. There's power in your inadequacies and your shortcomings. There's power in it. I don't think people really, really understand the power in the stuff that you don't know. There's strength in that. This young lady on the uh, morning meetup, she said, I want to start something. What did she say? She want. I want to start something but I'm not an expert in anything. And I'm like, yo, you're in the best position because your audience gets to learn with you. Go on there. Yo, I don't care if you are like the most unhealthy person in the world, start a healthy podcast. Start a podcast about health. And you have guests on there who know something about health and you are asking questions from the perspective of somebody who don't work out, they're not inspired, and people get to see the journey. Yo, I am severely unhealthy, but I'm going to start a podcast about health and I'm going to ask all the questions that I know I want the answer to, 
Because if you want the answer to them, other people are going to want the answer to them. But if I'm healthy and you're healthy, you cannot relate to somebody who is unhealthy. Because you already got the motivation and the inspiration. You already know what to eat. That's There's no power in that, right? So no disrespect. I saw the, the Jay-Z and Kevin Hart interview, and I didn't like it. Because it was like, it was two friends, high level, know each other. And they were, in my opinion, Kevin was asking questions from the perspective of a friend or a colleague. That don't help me. And it wasn't as engaging. It was almost because it's almost like Kev was obviously showing the fact that he has a relationship with Jay-Z and he knows certain parts of his story. I don't know. So you're skipping, you're skipping like five steps that I can't relate to. So there's power in not any time I do something that um, if I don't know a word, if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm the first person, somebody asks me a question, I'll be the first person to say, I don't know. Yeah. There's power in that. I don't, listen. Uh -uh. The, uh, okay, he's new. He's new. He don't know. So go, give him the mic, though. Yeah. Give, give, give him the mic. Uh, uh, what was that, that show, Teen Summit? <laughs> Remember they were all on the stage? Go ahead, Orlando. Orlando. No, you're good. Because Kevin, Kevin is not always good. You know, it's, he's in that space and he's brand new too. So you don't know, you know, how to best present an interview that's, in terms of... And that's my point. But check this out. Say, for instance, Kevin was interviewing people about the shoe culture. And he doesn't know anything in the shoe culture. He'll be amazing. Yeah. He's going to ask all the questions he don't know nothing about. And so it's a true curiosity. I don't want people to miss what you're essentially saying, right? You didn't enjoy that interview because you were looking for information that you didn't know. Kevin interviewed Jay-Z from the perspective, from the position of friend. Mm -hmm. when, when you're interviewing people for your audience, you have to interview them from the perspective of your audience. You may actually know the answers to the questions that you're about to ask, but you know that your audience who's tuned in may not have that information. And so you want to be sure, and this is a strong point for you podcasters and content creators, not from your lens, but what does the audience need to see and hear in order to be satisfied with the work that you produce? 100%. That's why I'm waiting for like some content creators to say, I learned this today and you share information about something you learned today. Mm -hmm. But we want to like go on there and be the expert. But I'm yeah. telling you, there's, there's power in it. So whatever you want to teach, Dave, just teach it in the most authentic way possible. But you have to keep teaching it in an authentic way and your own authenticity will improve. <clears throat> However you got to do it. If you're nervous, just keep going on nervous. Start with, yo, I'm nervous, y'all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of a lot of times that takes the pressure off you. Just yo, I am nervous. Yeah. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations or multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. 
with NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. I'm not in the social media. I know these phones, but talking to y'all, I'm just nervous. So just bear with me. Just get to the end. This is going to help y'all. Y'all can take something with it. Yeah. You'll you'll be surprised by how the people who end up being your community, your go-to, the people who are kind of sold out for your brand, personal or professional, you'll be surprised at how they love what what they're going to fall in love about. What they're going to fall in love with about you are your inadequacies. Mm -hmm. So if you get out there and you say, hey, you guys, I have this stutter, but you're going to get the information. Hey, you guys, I get really nervous, but you're going to get this information. Hey, you guys, bear with me. My spelling is trash, but you're going to get this information. Like I used to, when I started doing presentations in the network marketing space back in the day, I would always have some kind of a fumble with the technology. I was a six-figure earner in that space. So I was a six-figure earner, period. And I would say, you know, I'd always be like, here I go with the technology. Thank God I don't need to know this kind of stuff in order to make six figures. Y'all still here for the information though, right? And people, like I became that person, like Donnie Screen might not work today, but <laughs> you know, she may not be able to merge these things. Like that becomes a thing. Like on this show, we I posted yesterday, shout out to the sprinter that was just custom designed and now in the process of being wrapped. Did Absolutely. you guys see that? Y'all got to see the Fox. social proof morning meetup sprinter. So amazing. So I pointed, I posted a reel yesterday showcasing the new sprinter. And I asked people two questions. Number one, what did you think about the design of the sprinter? And then number two, what's your favorite thing about the social proof podcast? I wasn't necessarily looking for an episode. I want to see what our viewers resonate with the most. So many people said things like your authenticity and transparency. Like, I feel like you guys didn't forget what it's like to be who, who maybe I am now, right? From that person's perspective. A lot of people said things like, I like that you and Dave are unafraid to make mistakes and you guys recover fr from them well. Like, People notice those things. People notice those things. I made a mistake on the Social Proof podcast in like my second episode that I thought I would never recover from, but it's been like an ongoing joke. People know that I make mistakes and you have to be unafraid to put yourself out there. And if you make a mistake, guess what? Just go back and correct it. Go back with the right information, y'all. Like, don't just try to archive the post and act like, you know, it didn't happen. Don't just run away from the issue. Like, let people know I'm human. I made a mistake, but I know my stuff. 
Mm-hmm. 100%. And that's what people respect and relate to. Yo, okay, this goes to a point. We went to jail Sunday. Yo, we were in jail. We went to jail this past Sunday. We were in jail. And uh, it was quite an experience. And I, I don't, just forgive me if y'all there and I got this inaccurate, but um, I think they said that 80% of the people that we were, that we went to go see in jail were um, like on some sort of trial for murder, something mm-hmm. like that. Like that particular floor? Yeah, it was 80%. So we were in a particular floor with like maybe seven dormitories on it. Um, I would say a couple hundred. Yeah, maybe. 250 people. 250 people. And 80%, 100, well, because I didn't see everybody, I'll say 99% looked like us. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, 80% of them were pending trial for some murder-related charge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we go in there. And, well, I went in earlier that week. So Andre Norman, shout out to Dre. Andre Norman puts together this program. He's been running in South Carolina and a, in a, really around the country. I think he's up in Detroit about to get a contract. And it's just so amazing what he's doing. So he goes in and, one, he stops violence in jails and in prisons and all kinds of stuff. So I go in there and he just asked me to come. I'm like, all right, cool. So Jose and Justin roll with me the first day. and. I mean, I don't know what to expect, but I know I'm about to, and I've been here, I've been in with Dre before. I don't know what to expect exactly, but I just want to pour into them, entrepreneurship, and just kind of just, just, just find out where they're at and let's see if we can help some way. And I was just so moved by everybody being locked in. Um, I, I hit up Donnie, like, yo, Donnie, let's go to the jail. We're going to bring a bunch of people out. So we had, how many people do you think came? Maybe about 15. It was more than maybe, that, I think. Maybe 20? Yeah, maybe 20, maybe 25 people. All entrepreneurs. Van came uh, from San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wallow came from Philly. There was a bunch of people that came through. It was just dope. And I know that there are certain parts about that conversation that I can't handle. Yeah. So the first person we had set it off was Wallow. Mm-hmm. And Wallow was locked up, what, 15 years, something like that, 20 yeah. years? And he goes off. He goes ham. Oh, my gosh. Like, it was still in him, right? He really, mm. um, I don't know what he was locked up for. Mm. I don't know what he was incarcerated uh, for. Armed robbery, robbery, attempted murder, I believe. Okay. So, mm. this is a person that today, um, I think it's Wallow267 yeah. on Instagram. This is a person today who it has who has an, amassed a, a, a great amount of success. Multi-millionaire. Right? I saw a contract, man, listen, he's showing me like negotiations for their pocket. Yeah. He Crazy. has amassed a tremendous amount of success today. And in, to, the, to the blind eye, you would just see a young black male who maybe from urban areas, maybe had, you know, a couple of bumps in his road. You wouldn't necessarily know that he was incarcerated for 15 plus years, right? But he went into that space and when we were waiting before we went into the dorms, he just kind of sat off to the side by himself. But you can see he's like, he's like bouncing like, yeah. Like in (laughs) anticipation of this moment because he now knows both sides, right? That's the key. Listening to somebody who understands both sides. Wallow now knows both sides. He's been there He's been in the roughest of prison, you know, environment. He goes in there and he starts talking to these guys and he's like not holding anything back, Nothing completely back. unafraid, 
holding nothing back. And he said some super powerful things, you know, to to connect. Like, we know these obvious things. We know that most of you, most of you men have children at home who are missing you. But then he takes it a step further. Like, how many of you, though, grew up in a fatherless household? And so many people raised their hands. Well, how did that feel? Like, he forced them to confront the same mistake. Like, he put this mirror in that in their face. How did it make you feel to grow up in a fatherless household? And everybody, you know, it's terrible. It was trash. It was this. Well, this is what you're doing to your kids. This is what you're doing to your mom. This is what you're doing to your girl who's back, you know, waiting. And, ooh, and he told them, like, while you're out here riding for the homie in the streets, the moment you get locked up, the homie is with your baby mama in the sheets. That's a fact. Like, the same dude you out here killing and holding down and won't snitch on, while you away for 10, 15 years, it's holding your child's mother down, holding your girl down, your wife down, right? And he just made so many real points. Um, it was interesting. So someone asked me, I told him what we did um, about going to the jail. And someone said, well, why would you, why would any of you use your time, energy, and resources to go and speak to a room of people who have potentially committed murder? And it made me think, like, why would we do that? When there are other rooms of people who have not potentially taken a human life who deserve the same type of information, right? And so I've worked with another program for DeKalb County Jails where um, we worked with 18 to 25-year-old women and men, boys and girls, who they were on their second strike And if we didn't rehabilitate them, they would get a third strike and they would be doing major time. So I've kind of been in this space before and I took a real interest. Some of those people, for starters, are innocent. Some of those people are have to prove, you know, they're innocent until or they're 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 guilty until proven innocent. Right. Some of those people are pending charges. They hadn't been convicted of anything just yet. And some of them are so poisoned by their environment that they need someone like these murderers get out of prison. You know, they get, they get out. People who have been convicted of a violent crime one day will get out. And if somebody doesn't go in there and take some time and communicate with these people who have done these things, then when they get out, they're just guaranteed to be repeat offenders. Right? So I get the concept of why would you go in there and talk to people like that? But do you understand what happens when these same people are released back onto the street? If nobody takes the time to try to help them evolve and, and, and infiltrate them with some change and some knowledge and to show them the difference between where you are and where you can be, they're just going to go right back to where Wallow even said, some of y'all are going to be career inmates because the moment you get the opportunity to be free, you're going to go outside. You're going to get on the other side of those gates and your homeboy is going to be waiting for you with a blunt and a gun. And you're going to take them both. And you're going to go back out and you're going to make the same dumb decisions and you're going to be right back a couple of months later. 
It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. So somebody at some point has to stop the bleeding, so to speak. And I know I, I never thought about it. I know when you asked me to come to the prison, like anytime I work in a prison, even with the other program for DeKalb County, my deal breaker has always been sex offenders. That was the first question. That was my first question. Sex offenders? Are there any sex offenders? Because I'm completely out of that, right? But then in that same conversation, they're like, so you won't talk to sex offenders, but you'll talk to murderers Mm. or people who have been, who are being charged with murder, awaiting a trial for murder. Um, And that's still something that I'm thinking through, right? It's still something that I'm thinking through, but at this, I have nothing for sex offenders. Like you don't deserve to ever be free. Right. Um, But anyway, I think the work that was done was important. And I wanted to explain that because people will be confused. People will be confused about, well, why would you spend this time in this way when when I've done everything right? I followed every law. I have no record and I just need someone to help. Social Proof Podcast, for starters, is the help (laughs) to people on this side. But there are people inside and we never know what their circumstances are. We never know what their upbringing was. We never know what their mindset was. We never know what they were forced to do, bullied to do, threatened to do, who they were protecting. We don't we don't know the whole story. But we do know that if we let people who are suffering from those type of occurrences, from those type of experience, continue to suffer that way, there's no other choice for them to come out and do the same thing all over again. Yeah. Hundred percent, y'all. I I was thinking, I used to I used to drink and drive. I'm sure some of you, yeah, in the last week or so, had a drink and drove home. Ain't nobody gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's owning up to that. <laughs> They'd be going on dates. He'd be dating. I know he'd be in the street. You go on anyway, a date. You have two drinks. You drive home. Yeah, Yo, you drive home. But what if? It just happened to be one of those nights and I got into an accident. I'm locked up. I'm in there. Now, should I be drinking and driving? No. Did I mean to kill somebody? No. Did I make a bad decision? Absolutely. 
let's put it this way. Let's say, for instance, you grow up in an environment where you're taught kill or be killed, eat or be eaten. This is like, this is what's driven. Your father taught you, if you don't get them, they are going to get you. So from a child, you've been trained to get them. And when you get them, following the instructions of your father or your father figures in the streets, the only education that you know, and you act on that, and you get caught, you're in jail. Mm -hmm. Did you do something bad? Yes. Is it 100% your fault? I don't believe so. Your environment was, like from a child, you've been shaped to think this way. And if nobody comes and gives you another way of thinking, this is the way the world is, right? So you were talking to somebody... Donnie was talking this way. You can tell the story about the uh, the dude with the box trucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm talking to one of the young men in, who's locked up. And um, so, you know, we we all tell what we do. And I kind of put it in terms that, that they could understand. Basically, I am a business coach. I help people with ideas who want to do something, kind of take that idea and turn it into a business. So there's people that are waiting to talk because they all got ideas. That's all they've been thinking about. And one young man comes over and he's like, yo, you know, I got this box truck. Um, I bought this box truck right before I went, right before I got locked up. And I really want to know, you know, how I can make a business out of this. And I said, well, when you bought the box truck, what were you what were your plans, right? Did you just buy it and hold it? Did you have plans? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I had plans. Like I knew how I was going to do it, but listening to you guys makes me want to do things differently. And I said, well, shoot, what what was it? He's like, well, so I bought the box truck because I was going to transport stolen cars from Atlanta to Miami and make money like that. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm just, well, thank you for your honesty, sir. So I had to tell him, well, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. If you were going to take this box truck to transport stolen vehicles from Atlanta to Miami, instead of a stolen vehicle, we might be able to do... <laughs> He's like, unstolen vehicles. <laughs> I'm like, now we're thinking, now we're on to something, right? Now unstolen we might have it. He's like, unstolen vehicles. You know what? Now we're on to the, now you're thinking like a legitimate entrepreneur, but it was so funny because this was still, he's, he's, he's in, in jail. I don't know specifically what his charges were, but he's in jail and he's still thinking about how he's going to make money. It has to be different from what got him locked up. That's what he said. I can't go back and do what I was doing. It has to be different, but different for him was still illegal. Different for him was still going to get him some type of felonious charges, you know, some grand theft auto, you know, charge. And so it was just this conversation. We were there for all of 45 minutes at that point, all of 45 minutes before he and I had this conversation. And he's like, now just, he never even considered unstolen vehicles. Do you know that there is a world that, like, and, and for us too, like there's, let's go to the other side. I go to, we're having some successes in our business and things of that nature. And I joined this mastermind and uh, my man Myron says something like, yo, I, I, I understand the idea of a six figure year. I get that. I understand making a million dollars in a year. I get it. A hundred percent. That'd be dope. Imagine a million dollars in a year. Ever did that? 
You gonna do it though, right? Man, listen. And it would be dope. And it would be dope. I'm in the room and they say something about a million dollar day. And I don't understand. <laughs> For a long time, I just don't, I don't understand that. It just don't even make sense. How do you make a million dollars in a day? A million in a year, tough enough, right? Six figures ain't hard. I mean, ain't easy, right? But a million dollars in a day, I don't understand the concept, but simply because I have not been in an environment that taught me the concept. And now we understand the concept only because I've been in the environment. But there's some environments where a legal hustle means job. Or there's certain environments where a legal hustle means I still can't feed my family with that. There has to be some sort of, there's got to be something in it, right? Or we've been trained that the world is not fair and we got to go rob still. We got to get whatever the world owes us. This is the environment that we've been in. So this kind of goes to a point that the thing we talk about all the time, where your environment shapes who you are. Yeah. So if you want to become something different, you have to what? Be around something different. Yo, it's just that easy. It's just that easy. If you come to these podcast recordings every single week, you will be different next year. A hundred percent. Because it's just a different conversation other than the conversation you're going to have outside of this with your friends, your family, maybe like some of uh, some of your other entrepreneurs and maybe they're your peers, maybe on the same level. They make a hundred thousand, you make a hundred thousand. It's a different conversation versus millions. You will be, you will be drastically different next year. I guarantee it because you're going to be exposed to something else and your brain starts thinking in a different perspective yeah. because we're opening your mind up to another, to a whole, unstolen vehicles? Unstolen vehicles. Unst uh, I don't even, I didn't get the concept or someone may have told him, this is what you do with a box truck. You take the car is the best way to transport this. I don't even, I can't even think of another thing to do with a box truck because no one taught me what to do with a box truck. No one taught me it. But this is the this is the vehicle that you get if you want to steal cars yeah. and get it from Atlanta to Miami. And what may happen in this world is someone says, yo, you know you can take them stolen vehicles from Atlanta to California. You're like, can I get it across country? And then you start like you start, your, your mind even expands in that way because you got around somebody that's transporting from, like, I remember when I was selling weed, again, I wasn't that good at it. <laughs> when you start selling, like, I know you get an ounce and you break it down and it all dies. I sound crazy talking about it. You know what I mean? But that's what I know. And then somebody else, they say, yo, we don't sell that no more. We do pounds. I never got to that level, but moving in that direction, there's higher levels of understanding. And then eventually you're like, I don't do dimes no more. I do this. Now you're the kingpin. You're, if you get around kingpins, you start, you don't think like a soldier anymore. Yeah. So I told Terika, y'all want to invest in a property. We get a property. And now we got 60. And she's like, y'all, I don't do no, I'm not doing no fix and flips no more. But in that environment, that's what I loved. Oh, we make $20,000 on a flip. It's crazy. So. Do you guys notice that the majority of the things that we talk about on the Social Proof podcast started with something that happened in our week mm -hmm. environment, started with some type of event that we attended environment or some mastermind 
environment or some conversation that we were having with someone else environment. Yeah. 100% of the things that we talk about is a result of the environment that we've been exposed to in the week prior. That's a clue. That's a clue. So if you're finding yourself having these unfulfilling conversations, you're finding yourself saying things like, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk to the people that I'm talking to because all y'all talk about is this. Well, that's your environment. You chose it, right? Mm -hmm. They're only living up to the environment that you guys have created. You can't be mad at the people around you, friends, family, or likewise, that are speaking to you about things that you no longer want to talk about because they are holding up their end of the bargain in terms of the environment that you guys created. So if you want something different, then maybe you need to be a standout in your environment. Like you need to be a standout in your circle and you need to do some different things and then maybe bring that back. So we go into other people's networks. We get into other environments that we understand our viewers don't know about or don't have the access to uh, go into just yet. We go into those environments, we come back and we say, this is what happened. Everybody can't walk into a jail, right? And go and talk to the prisoners in their dormitory. Everybody can't walk into a $55,000 mastermind, a $20,000 mastermind, but we'll go in. We'll go wherever we're qualified to go. Wherever we're qualified to go, we go, we come back and we teach you. Now it's up to you to leave this room or to pause this video or after you watch it to now that brunch that you were going to go on and you were going to talk about relationship drama or you were going to talk about, you know, bills that are past due or what people don't like about their jobs. You can say, hold on, let me let me share something with you that I learned this week. You can start at what was your biggest lesson of the day? Like this is how we start our conversations, even if Dave and I are at lunch or at dinner is, hey, how you feeling? That's how the conversation always starts. Always. So if you want to change the direction of the conversation, start going into your circles and saying, hey, what's the biggest lesson that you learned today? What's the biggest, what's the best thing that's happened to you this week? It's almost impossible for the conversation to turn negative if you started off saying, what's the best thing that happened to you this week? And even if somebody says, nothing good happened for me, everything was terrible. You know what? That's unfortunate. Let me tell you about the best thing that happened uh, happened to me, and maybe some of this energy will rub off on you. Hundred percent. And we are literally being ourselves. Reese, when when the cameras are off and we're not recording a podcast, you've been around me and Donnie outside of podcasting, right? Are we different? The conversations change at all. <laughs> it's the same thing. We're yo, we're literally just having the same conversations that we have. Y'all just get to see some of them. Yeah. Being yourself. Another point I was, um, and uh, I didn't even, I don't think I shared this with you, but I go in there, my entrepreneurial mind starts working. We're still in the prison? We're still in the prison. Okay. And um, I'm thinking, and I, I'll give this concept an idea. It's not proprietary because I hope you do steal it because it's going to help somebody. I see like, yo, I think we can create like a t-shirt brand or something, right? A website where let's say you all are prisoners. You come up with some sort of concept or like a list of five things that we're going to put on T-shirt. You do the same thing. You do the same thing. We take your best one on the outside. I'll create it through my nonprofit, the design. We put the website up and we sell the shirts and we do some sort of profit sharing. I but I think this is a website we could do a million dollars a year or a million dollars a month on because people are going to buy into the story to support. 
forget the T-shirt. You'd support, right? You'd buy a shirt if you knew, like, some of the money was going to a prisoner environment and, and going into, like, a new space. So I'm I'm in that, in the uh, in the main room. Wallow is there. Uh, Andre's there. And there was a couple other people. So I'm drawing on the board this concept, I have this idea. And I said, well, we give, you know, this money to the prisoner. And they say something that, that they both agree on that I don't even think of. They said, yo, you can't give money to the prisoner without giving money to the victim. Mm. Mm. I'm not, I'm like, no, I know these people. They in jail. I know them. So I'm trying to help the people that I saw. They said, you can't do that. And while I was like, yep, you're right about that. You can't, like, people can't find out, like, this person who maybe wronged somebody's family is benefiting in prison. And the victim gets nothing. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back. And it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th. Two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. 
Secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code BIGDEAL at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights. Take your brand to new heights. Take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer, okay? I'll see you at the summit. and Don't forget to use promo code Big deal. So we start restructuring a percentage. Oh, okay. With every shirt sale, this person's beneficiary, their kid gets a percentage, but we save this percentage to that victim's family. And we got to figure out the accounting and stuff like that. I don't know that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm moving into a whole nother world. Every world has different rules. Yeah. So it's so funny when people come into another space, they use past experiences or their expertise in something, but this is a different room mm-hmm. and there are different rules here. Mm-hmm. I thought I was like, Dang, I would have never thought about that mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Also, you know, it's interesting that um, there was a young man that I met in, inside. You may have met him too. He's the leader of their book club. Mm-hmm. And all the books that were dropped off that day, he's like, oh, I read all of these. Right. And, and he really enjoys reading these books. And he was telling me like, yeah, not everybody in here is going to be about it, but surprisingly, the majority of people, like, they get together and they read and discuss these books. And it led me to thinking about how this is a, this is, this is a block of 250 prisoners who the majority, maybe, maybe let's just say 50% of them, 125 of them are getting together reading these books and thinking about what people who have 100% freedom are doing with their time. Mm. It's so difficult to get people to pick up a book, right? So one guy was in there. I was talking to him. So one guy made a comment in the main room when we were talking after Wallow was speaking. And, and I think you asked, like, what are you feeling? What are you feeling? And one guy said, um, we don't get conversations like this. We don't get speeches like this where I come from, mm. right? And so when we were in the individual circles and I had a a group of guys around me talking, um, I mentioned a book and he's like, well, I don't really, you know, oh, no, 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 no. I mentioned Instagram and they all have access to social media. Okay. They can use social media. And he's like, yeah, but um, I told him he could find me on Instagram. He's like, well, I don't really be on Instagram like that. And I'm like, why not? And he's like, "Eh, it's just not for me. I said, it's, According to studies, recent studies, 83% of millennials and younger use Instagram as their number one search engine. Mm. So Instagram and social media alike is an information portal. And if you want to learn how to operate in today's space, you have to be on social media. Even these major companies have a department whose job it is to study and participate on social media. And so I made the point to him, like, you can never again say to me that you don't have access to this information. You can never again say to me that people aren't coming into your neighborhood giving you all these kinds of talks. I'm in your face right here. I can be in your face through social media, however you're accessing it. And the same thing applies. The reason that they say that if you want to keep a person far away from success, put the keys to the game inside of a book. Because the answers are there, but most people won't pick up enough books to get the answer. 
So just like we are a product of not, you know, our libraries and in, in inner city neighborhoods had different books. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the books were just different. Yep. And we didn't venture enough, not enough of us ventured out into these different environments to find the different books to read the books. Books are boring. Books are this. Books are that. I just can't get into reading. What do you like? What do you mean you just can't get into reading? The answers are there. And so I say the same thing now. What do you mean you're not into social media? The answers are there. You can choose to be a part of the gossip network or you can choose to be a part of the information space and you can leverage either one of those to change your life. Guess what? Bad change is a life change. Mm. Good change is a life change. Yeah, I want I want to yeah, first off, I I want to read this too that uh I got from Dre. First off, Andre Norman is a superhero. He's the man. So we walk, we're we're like getting close to leaving, and it's lunchtime. And the lunches that you see in jail on TV oh, are real. They are real. Yo, it was like a macaroni cheese Sandwich. mashed potato looking type situation. With the breaded chicken on, it was crazy. Now, one of the people that Dre brought in is some big. Um, uh, uh, he works for Chick Fil A, but like high level, like guys worth like hundreds of millions, right? So, I'm sitting there talking to Dre, and um, he says, uh, "His name's Brandon." Yeah, Brandon. I know his last name, but I, I see him talking to the guy. And he's like, yo, man, we need Chick-fil-A sandwiches every week for them. And the guy sees it. He works for Chick-fil-A. He sees, like, the plates. And Dre is talking to him like, yo, we need some Chick-fil-A sandwiches in here. We need some Chick-fil-A sandwiches in here. And I'm like, yo, that'd be dope. So I leave. But he sends me a text, actually, the other day. And he said, Brandon just set up Chick-fil-A to donate food weekly to the program. 250 meals plus meals for staff. Chick-fil-A once a week. Dre has given me this vision. He was like, yo, we're going to do Chick-fil-A. We're going to do Domino's one day. We're going to do Panera. I'm, he said, I'm going to find the plug to people that are going to donate this food and they are going to eat good in here. Mm-hmm. I never, like, if Dre wasn't on the inside, he wouldn't even understand how valuable that was. He wouldn't even be thinking about that. Yeah. And Dre is on both sides. He's obviously been locked up, but also he's working with big corporate companies. And he knows that corporations have a budget to for nonprofits and donate to do good in the world. And he knows that there's some people that need some people to do good in their world. And he's putting it together. Like, this is like, this is real superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. And him doing it makes me say, yo, we need to create some sort of entrepreneurial initiative. Like, can we create something, right? And I'll say it on this podcast. I'm sure some of you guys in this room are listening and you're thinking, y'all wonder how we can do it. Like, your book, if you got 250 of them, put 200. Dre shut down the whole, the whole, like, little uh, area that we was at, and he was like, yo, it's reading time. Yeah. No talking. 10 minutes. Read. No talking. Mm-hmm. No talking. The volunteers, us, me, Donnie, everybody that came, he's like, yo, y'all too. So, I picked up the book, and he's like, yo, read. I'm like, yeah. Okay. I, I had a book. And I'm trying to show somebody something. Donnie, uh-uh. No, read the book. Okay. We all read. He's creating a culture. Yo, shout out to Andre Norman. Yo, he's doing an amazing thing. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Doing good in the world, man. Mm-hmm. You got to do good in the world. And I can't even explain the feeling of that. 
Yeah. When you've done something. Like, we used to go to schools and talk to the kids. I went into the bank one day and one of the kids, he's like, yo, you changed my life. Yo, I got my business started. He said, yo, you, I was a, uh, I was a sophomore when you came to my school. I remember all your entrepreneurs. He said, since then, I've been thinking entrepreneurship, but I got this job at the bank. I graduated high school. I'm, I'm in college and I'm going to start my business. Man, I remember, I remember. And I can't explain the feeling. Yeah. I wouldn't trade money for that. Yeah. But some people, they just don't understand benevolence and why you do some of the things that you do for another human being. Yeah. So many people talk about changing people's lives. Yo, I'm going to give you this information. It's going to change your life. I'm going to do this. It's going to change your life. Do this. Da, 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 da. It's going to change your life. And then they never actually change anybody's life. <laughs> for sure. Right? It and sounds good to post, though. It sounds good to say. It sounds good to post. It sounds good to puff up, you know, puff your chest out and puff up your information. But I think, <clears throat> I think that people have to tell you that you've changed their lives. People have to tell mm. you that the information that you put out is so valuable that it changed their lives. Like, it's not for you to say. You can say, this information that I'm about to share with you changed my life. But it's very arrogant and irresponsible to tell somebody, this is going to change your life. And you've never changed anybody else's life. I hear it so much. It used to be a thing. I used to tell my team uh, back in the day when I did network marketing, they would always do these presentations. And the information I'm about to share with you is life changing. You just signed up. <laughs> <laughs> like you literally just signed up. And I see that you see the vision, but I need for your life to change first. Before you go out there and you start making the promise to change somebody else's life, mm -hmm. let's see you execute that information to a point where your life changes first. 100%. And then you take what you've learned and you go out and leverage it and say, this changed my life. And you keep spreading that message and you keep talking about it and you keep showing up as yourself. And then one day you're going to get the email, you're going to get the message, you're going to run into somebody who says, what you did changed my life. 100%. 100%. And that's when you earn the right to say this information that I'm going to share with you guys is life changing. Sure. Absolutely. You gave me all pastor. I'm talking about that was that was good. What's up, Lena? I remember when I was uh, talking to you one day on the morning meetup when I first came on the morning meetup to tell you about the um, me eliminate mortgage. And I said, hey, you know, I'm just you know, I charge this this amount. He said, well, you should be charging more, you know. And I was like, and when you said that, you was like, if you believe the fact of what you do, then they going to believe because once you give the information, mm -hmm. then they going to be willing to spend with you the amount. That's a fact. So once I got the first $10,000, I remember I came back. It was like, let's go. Ever since then, you and I changed my life. Amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so honored to be a part of the journey. You know, the, the, the last thing, and this is to be to what you were talking about, about when we went in there, when we talked, we kind of did like outro video or whatever, because uh, Dre had his phone and we kind of just, you know, got everybody to explain how they feel. And this is like, this is the purpose, right? So we go in and we are going to help and inspire. But I had the prisoners make me a promise that 
just like we came in from the outside in to talk to those that are in, when you get out, you have to come back. But not to be a person that's in, but to talk to the ones that are in. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is how our community grows. If I go, if I go cultivate you as a seed and you become a full-blown flower, you have to make the, the commitment to come back and plant another seed. You have to come back. And I'm like, yo, if y'all, I said, when y'all get out of here and y'all take this information, y'all become millionaires and multi-millionaires and world changers. You just got to make me the promise that you're going to come back because you didn't do this on your own. Mm-hmm. Like whatever happens from this day forward, whatever success you create, you didn't do it on your own. I like to think that all of us helped in that. So if you want to, like, if you want to have, be a person of integrity, you need to come back and do for somebody else what they did for you. But I don't think we do that too often. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? We feel like, yo, we did it. We're self-made. Nobody's a self-made anything. Nobody. So I'm going to use that bar that you just dropped, except when you hear it, just putting it out there, it's going to be, <laughs> are you a perfume or are you a skunk? Mm. That's, that's what I'm going to do. Let me write that down. <laughs> Y'all don't play with me. Okay? Are you a perfume? Or so here's, here's, a the, here's the real question, okay? Are you a perfume <laughs> or are you a skunk? That's the real question you got to ask yourself. Are you drawing people towards you? Okay. Or you're a pellet. Hey, uh, Mark, give me that clip for Instagram. This is a Donnie. This is a Donnie bar, by the way, just so everybody is fully aware. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. And I be having to write it down. Like, that's a Donnie bar because I be writing down so many people's things that I'll say it back. And I feel like, was that mine? Was that original? <laughs> this, this, ladies and gentlemen, is a Donnie bar. Uh, go for it. Can you move that pillow to Less than 100 years left on this earth. Mm-hmm. If we're not serving others, really, what is it about? Mm-hmm. What y'all discussing now to me is high-level conversation. That's high-level entrepreneurship because it plants seeds in the ground that need it most. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so if we're not doing that with our lives, really, when we're said and done, when this is over, what, what have we left that people can sit under? Like a tree, like you said. So that's it. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, hey, um, like when I was when I was homeless and different things and you know the tra- like literal trash cans. No one would I know now and seeing how my life changing, and so I ha- I have a mission to give three thousand houses to homeless. Without no, without nothing. Like as soon as I make enough to to do that, that's the first thing I'm doing. Yeah. Here's the good news: we all don't even have to wait to have enough to give something. Yeah, it can like start something. with one Chick Fil A meal. Yeah, one hot soup yeah. to one person if if all you can spare is five bucks. Yeah, right? I I told this story too when I was in a a while ago, but I was in line. It was a older lady. We was like, I don't know, we was in line getting something, whether it's fast food or something. I just remember the scenario where the lady is paying for her food. It's like $3 or something like that. And she's an older lady. And I'm on the phone and she's like in her little change purse. I'm on the phone. I'm seeing it, but I'm still in the conversation. And the lady pays for her food and leaves. And I come up and I pay for my food. And that joint bothered me for a week. 
Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at and I couldn't understand why I didn't pay for it. Why was I too busy to come out of $3 to just to do something nice for another human being? I, and I don't know why it burned me up so much. Yeah. I was like, yo, that, I felt it, but I didn't move on it. Mm. And I think there's probably going to be some things this week where you feel something. And I'm not saying if you don't, if you don't feel it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But like, you know, we feel we need to do something for somebody. We can't explain it. Doesn't make sense financially. Doesn't make sense for our time. But we just got it. We got to move on it. That joint bothered me for a week. Man. Yeah. Why was I not a decent enough human? I had the $3. Mm-hmm. She's older. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I? Right? I had a similar situation. I was driving to get a salad from Chick-fil-A on Northside Drive. And I get to the light. I never have cash. But I had just come back from like traveling. So I had a couple dollars on me or whatever. And there's this homeless man on the corner and he's looking for money. And um, I'm usually like, oh man, I don't have cash. But that day I had a hundred dollar bill and I looked at the hundred dollar bill, looked at the homeless man, Mm. looked back at the hundred (laughs) dollar bill, the light changed. And I'm like, ooh, saved by the light, right? So I go on my way to Chick-fil-A. I go to get my salad and I'm in the line feeling like scum of the earth. I use the light as an excuse to keep it moving because I can't hold up the traffic. But here I am about to like, I'm looking at the menu. I tell the lady like, I need to see the menu because, you know, they, they stop you in the line. I'm like, I need to see the menu. I'm looking at all these options that I have available and I could purchase one from everything on the menu if I want. And I let the fact that all I had was a hundred dollar bill stop me from giving this man this money. And so I make up my mind, like when I get out of this line, I'm going to just give him the hundred dollars. I'm in the Chick-fil-A line thinking maybe I could just have them break it at the window. I get to the window. They don't have enough change to break the hundred dollar bill. So I'm like, okay, that's confirmation. I'm going to give that man this hundred dollar bill. I go back to the intersection. There's a little traffic. I get back. He's gone. Mm. That bothered me for the rest of the day. Because let me tell you something. That $100 bill is still in that same purse. I didn't even remember I had it. Wow. I didn't even remember I had it. I was cleaning out my purse the other day to hang out, to swap purses. And I'm like, the $100 bill is still folded in the same pocket. And I immediately thought, about like, I didn't even need, not to say I didn't need it, but I didn't even remember that this $100 bill was there. It would not have impacted me negatively whatsoever to just do the right thing and give that man that $100 bill, something that would have probably changed his life in that moment. I held on to because it was like, it's not the normal $5. It's not the normal 10 or 20. Mm -hmm. It's a (laughs) hundred. But yeah, I felt, I felt bad. So like, what are the decisions that are easy to make? And I'm not suggesting that you go out and you give everybody $100 and you only have $1,000 to your name. Maybe that's not going to be the best idea, right? But what do you have to spare? Do you have five extra t-shirts 
because your t-shirt drawer is, you know, my t-shirt drawer is overfilled. There are not mm-hmm. too many more t-shirts that I can accept. I just don't have room for it. I find myself taking out t-shirts that I've worn three times to replace it with something that someone just gave me because I want to make sure to wear everybody's t Can I take some of those t-shirts and go clothe people who need it? What can you do right now in your very own position that's easy to do? One too many hats? Can you throw, can you give some hats away because we know that fall winter is coming up soon? One too many pair of socks? Can you put five pair in a bag and give them away? Couple hundred bucks? Can you give 20 away? Like there's something for all of us to do that's a give back. Yeah. And what's, what's crazy is the more you ignore that voice, the easier it is to become numb to it and you'll stop getting it. Yeah. And you'll become that type of person who doesn't help anybody. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm asking if you guys are, like, going throughout your day and you just feel you need to call somebody or you ever feel you need to, like, just check on somebody. I don't know where the feeling comes from, but the more you ignore it, the easier it is to ignore. And then you become numb to these types of, like, that, that's why I, anytime I feel it, I just got to, I got to go with it because I don't want to lose that human part of me. You know what I mean? I'm starting to feel the, oh man, it's been a bunch of days since we went back to the jail. I need to schedule another day because I don't have another day scheduled. But I know for myself, the longer I go without going back, the busier my life will become and the less important that's going to be. And I won't even feel it anymore. I won't even remember the people who need it. I won't remember this conversation, but I got to go back. So keep going with it. Go ahead. That's good. Your, wait, That's good. your stomach <laughs> doesn't growl because you're sleeping. Listen, all bars are Listen, right. We're about to go into a new <laughs> I need to refresh my bar catalog, all right? Your stomach doesn't growl because you're sleeping. This calls be recorded for God is I'm going to figure out how to make that mine. But trust me, you're going to see it this week on social media. 100%. Donnie, how you feeling? Everything good? I feel amazing. Do you think, you think we, we did what you're supposed to do? We did exactly what we were supposed I'm to I'm sorry. Accountability. Donnie has been going through names for her podcast. Don't put them out there. We're not going to put them out there, okay. but we need to, we need some accountability. We definitely need some accountability. So, yeah, I think we have the name. When are you going to launch your podcast? Oh, gosh. Can ain't I do it when a, we get back from Vegas? Ain't this the kind of stuff you teach? Accountability? Yeah, sure. Yes. Can I do it when we get back from Vegas? I don't mind. When are we going to do it? Okay, so today is this date. Um, We go to Vegas. Yeah, because we go to Vegas in two weeks. So what I don't want to do is start it and we have this gap, right? So let's just, let's drop my first episode. We drop on Thursdays. Yeah. So I can drop on what? Wednesdays? Yes, you drop on Wednesdays. I can drop on Wednesdays. My episode drops September 14th. Wednesday, Wednesdays or Saturdays? Yeah. Wednesday? Wednesday. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you said September 14th? Oh, no. My episode- but you know, so here's what I would recommend. I would recommend that you have like a couple four or five. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Do I want to drop on Wednesday or Saturday? I'm under your leadership on this. Well, I don't know. Only because Saturday is the lightest day for right. the podcast. Yeah. And I don't know if if we fill that hole. Is there is there a need for it? Or is Saturday a bad day? I don't know. I'm going to do Wednesday because yeah. I have statistically had success on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Got Thursday, it. we drop our episode. I'll do Wednesday. Got you. Um, yep. 
Yes. Okay. All right, and cool. I'm pretty certain Little. about the name. Yo, here's the thing. Like, we walked out of here with a name last week. That was hard. That's hard. Then it's not so hard. We run it past a couple of other people. Then I wake up with an idea out of my sleep this past weekend, and I text David first thing in the morning. First person I told, here's the name. He's like, yo, that's it right there. So later that day, we are, this is the day we went to the prison. Later that day, we're at lunch. Me, him, and a couple, and, and other people, we're at lunch, and David drops the name, and they're like, Mm. <laughs> it's like no reaction. So mm -hmm. I'm like, well, that shrunk my little confidence. So then we get back to the drawing board and we end up going to David and I and some other, and, and um, we end up going to dinner yes. that night. And David's like, I got the name. And he says it. And everybody at the table loves it except me. You didn't love it? I like it. I don't love it. It's not like sizzling in my spirit. So I've been sitting on it for the last couple of Is days. It's still not sizzling in your spirit? I've been sitting. So here's where I am right now, if I'm being totally honest. The three names that were all contenders, I could roll with any of those three names and we're going to make it do what it do. So at this point, because that's the first name in our friend group of successful individuals um, that I, that I that whose opinion I trust, I'm going to roll with the name and I'm going to let the audience make it sizzle in my spirit. Okay. All right, so, That's just where we are. So here's the thing. So full transparency, I would like you to go with the name that's in your heart. Just for full full transparency, I want you to do what's in your heart. Whatever, Shans. I'm going with the last name that was like, ooh, yeah, we're going to do that. The none one, of, none one, of them are in my heart, though. Mm -hmm. So the one that I really liked, I sent it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be it. So I'm not just thinking name. Um, I don't necessarily have to love it. I have to be able to um, be purposeful with it, right? Mm -hmm. So it has to mean something. And it, you didn't want to put your name in it. And I don't want to put my name in it because I'm also thinking about branding. I'm thinking about like, what if this gets so big that one day I can sell it? You know, and I watched very carefully what happened like with Wendy Williams when it was time for her to be released involuntarily and they stripped this woman of her name. She can't use it again, right? And I just don't want, Nobody can strip me of my name because I'm going to own my own podcast, right? But at the same time, if I'm thinking about selling it, that's like a whole rebrand. It's just like an easier thing to do to come up with a cute name that can be coined, that means something, that can be branded and sold later. Got it. Okay. You, you want to talk? That? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You want to talk about it after this, or we have a we have another episode. Yes, we do. Yeah, I have another episode. So right. what we do need to talk about, though, is... Um, mm, no, we talked about... Actually, we talked about everything we need to talk about. We yesterday. talked about a lot. Yeah, we yeah. talked about it. Okay. So we're good to go, you guys. All right. Well, I mean, this episode is sponsored by my phone number. <laughs> Just text me. 404-737. Is that Bow Wow? Text it to my phone. I see no. it when I get home. I don't think that wasn't a song at Text all. Text me on my phone. That wasn't a song at all. I think you're me remixing Soldier Boy and and some yes, other melody. Yes, I am Soldier yeah. Boy. <laughs> it was Kiss Me <laughs> Through the Phone. Kiss Me Through the Phone. Okay. Anyway, scratch that. Too bad we don't edit the Social Proof podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me not. My number. Me. Text me four zero four seven three seven four nine three five. Listen, if you are 
um, an entrepreneur making less than $250,000, you probably, probably need to be in The Morning Meetup. TheMorningMeetup.com is the only organization that has been designed, shaped, created for the entrepreneur to grow on a regular basis, okay? So we got accountability in the mornings. We got the book club. We are reading the same book every single day together, Monday through Friday. Meet us on the call. I'll be on that joint Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And um, right now, I believe you can sign up for the whole year for 60% off, mm. right? If I was going to talk to you, if I was going to give you some game, you'd invest $1,000 for an hour, like to give you some game to shape your whole business, right? But for half of that, I'll talk to you every single weekday for a year. For half of that. It's like $4.99. So, or $3.99. $4.99? It might be $4.99. $3.99? It's only $3.99? Really? Can we get two? Can we get two? Can we get $2.99? Heck no. <laughs> I was about to say, yo, we did. So I need to change it back to $4.99. Uh, but it's 60% off. So join us, themorningmeetup.com. We also have an app. You can just download it straight to your phone, the Morning Meetup app. Donnie. Yes. Before I get into uh, my drop for the day, Something really great happened. We're talking about like life change mm-hmm. in this episode. We were at dinner yep. the other day. Four of us were at dinner and we're eating and we're finished. We're finished with our meal. We order like all the appetizers we want, just doing what we do. We finish our meal. You order all the appetizers you want. Nobody was in agreement with all that. We ordered appetizers, okay? And we're waiting for the waitress to come back with the bill. Her and like two other people come out with these trays of dessert and just start sitting them on our table. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. First, the guy came out with plates. Like, you know how they do the, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. side plates and then spoon? We're like, what's going on around here? What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, did David say something to them about something? I don't know, right? So they come out with, they cleared our dinner place and they come back with these small saucer plates. And we're all just looking. And then they come out, like, it's three of them to carry out these trays. Mad desserts. Mad desserts. And I'm like, oh, that's genius. I've never had them put the saucer in front of you to make you want the dessert. And then they're coming with the actual presentation. You're thinking marketing and strategy. Like, I'm thinking this is marketing 101. Like, this is <laughs> next level. And they start putting the dessert on our table. I'm like, wait, we didn't order this. It's a big slice of like this raspberry cheesecake. There's a creme brulee. There's an ice cream situation. Big bowl of ice cream with all these different sprinkles and Oreos and all this stuff around. It was like, it's a grandiose thing. It's like five different desserts. And they're huge. It was literally one of every dessert on the menu. And so she's like, yeah, the guy, one of those guys, she didn't even, the guy, one of those guys bought, bought you guys this dessert. So we're trying to figure out like who brought us this dessert. And we thanked some guy who was sitting behind was, us. I was like, yo, what's up, bro? Appreciate boss? you. Thank and the you. guy, check this out, because the lady's like, yo, it was a guy in the bar. So I see a guy in the bar. I'm like, yo, good luck. He's like, yo, what's up? Yes. I'm and like, I'm you got a dessert? He said, you. no. What are you talking about? He's like, I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with that. So the waitress comes back and we're like, 
who can you just point the guy out because we want to say thank you. We're killing these desserts. Right. We want to say thank you. And she comes back and she has a note and she's like, well, the guy is gone, but he left this note and she gives the note to David. And it's a note that said, David, you've changed my nephew's life with his name. That's it. His Instagram name. And he left. He just and he left. left. He ain't say nothing like, he didn't say anything. He didn't want anything. So we're all like on Instagram trying to read the note. Like, what does that say? We're trying to find him on Instagram. And David and I posted, you know, that what he did and thanked him, you know, for it. And I know his response to me was, you never like something like you never know who's looking and sees what you do. He didn't even see me at the table, but I guess maybe after I tagged him, he realized we were connected. Mm-hmm. He's like, no problem. You never know who's watching. You guys keep changing the world the way you're changing the world. Man. That was big. You know why it's so big? It ties into exactly what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. He didn't want no picture. Mm-mm. He didn't want no follow. He didn't want no accolades. He didn't want me throwing this. Yo, dude. He did it and left. Wait. And that's not even the biggest thing. Not only did he not want like a follow or any recognition, he wasn't following you or I. Neither one of he us. He wasn't following either one of us, <laughs> right? Like, and and so you think people aren't watching because they're not following you. They're not doing this. But you are impacting people. You have an opportunity to impact people in ways that you don't even know, good or bad. That's not even a thing. Mm. It wasn't even for him. It wasn't for him. It was his nephew. He wrote, yo, you've changed my nephew's life. He's doing something for somebody that helped someone he knows, but didn't want recognition. Hold on. Is that environment? Is his his nephew a part of this environment? Man. And his nephew is going back into his normal environment and sharing the conversation. So much so that this person knows, like, I don't even follow you. I'm not plugged into you. I don't even connect with what you're doing. But you're changing somebody who means something to me's life. And for that, I want to do something nice for you. The person that you serve didn't give the reward. Mm. <laughs> that crazy? <laughs> I know you can do something with that, Pastor. I know you can do something with that, Pastor. <laughs> Listen, that this episode crazy. is brought to you by Six Figure EDU. You guys can text me also, 404-737-2767. I help to train and develop coaches, consultants, and course creators. If you are someone with an area of expertise, you're not sure how to package it up, you're not sure how to price it, you're not clear on your message, you need to be connected with me. And then there's so many of you who want options for coaching. Donnie, are you still coaching? Yes, yes, I am still coaching. Um, It looks a little different, but it's super impactful and I want you to figure out what's best. So you should text me 404-737-2767 or you can go right to uh, www.6 figureedu.com. That's the word six, S-I-X, figureedu.com. And some of you are like, I feel the whole Donnie and David energy thing. Like mm-hmm. they are vibe. 100%. I wonder if they can coach me together. Big vibes. Ooh, we can. We can. We can. We got the Brain Picker Podcast, Dave. Brainpickerpodcast.com. We sit on your business for an hour. I know. I in front of our entire audience Mm -hmm. with a video that's going to last forever on YouTube. So as you grow, people can see your story, your journey, you get exposure. Pretty much everyone that's been on the podcast got their money back through sales of exposure. This will be 
the best ad you can ever have in your life. You, yeah. An ad is maybe 60 seconds. We get an hour of exposing our audience to you. Yep. BrainPickerPodcast.com. That's it. And you guys, uh, by the time you see this, we have an, we have an event taking place live in Atlanta mm. on September 4th. But the catch is we can only do, we can only um, invite or not even invite. We can only accept like 60 yeah. registrants for it, like 60. So I don't know. By the time this episode airs, the, uh, the tickets may be sold out. But check, you'll see the link in the description of this video um, and you'll be able to come. David and I are doing an entrepreneur's exchange. We are here to teach, but we're not here to just teach. We're here to exchange ideas and information with entrepreneurs. And it's going to take place in Atlanta. So when you see it go up, because it goes up tomorrow. Yeah, 100%. When you see it go up, better get your ticket fast. And we're also going to take you on a tour of the clubhouse and let you see the Social Proof Podcast Studio. Yep. Come on with it. Listen, share this. Like this. Please share it with somebody who can use some inspiration, information, um, or just needs to be in an environment for a day of just hearing. We got episode after episode after episode. Please like, share, subscribe. Uh, give us five-star social group podcast. Before we, we go, um, no, wait. Why can't we see this in our shot? It's so far. I just, wouldn't that head. be fly? To see this like right here. Well, we'd be mad shot. little. It'll be really small. We saw it last week. We though, can't drop it? Because we had a wider... Uh, Is it I mean, because... he had to reconstruct this whole wall. Mm. All right. Well, so you guys don't get to see all the branding and the beautiful things that we have in the studio, but things going on if here. you attend our live events, you get to see it firsthand. Exactly. Did you do that on purpose? Was that I, marketing? I, it, yeah, it was. That's good. It's so <laughs> <good marketing. laughs> so guys, good podcast. <laughs>